0: So I have recently been considering, especially for Christmas, I thought maybe I could buy it for myself as a stocking stuffer. Uh, to buy a uh, MAGA hat, MAGA is that how people pronounce it? So I've always pronounced it MAGA because I did Krav MAGA, so I was like, it's kind of like more like a MA make, uh, mm. but it's make uh, America, so it must be MA. But people say MAGA, that actually doesn't make any sense. This is like a GIF, GIF, uh, GIF, GIF kind of uh, conversation. But I've been thinking about buying a. Uh, make america great hat or visor or something because i realized it might be the most punk rock piece of clothing that anyone could buy in modern culture mm. and i was thinking the reason i bring that up is uh, a because i think it would be hilarious um it's like the you know the first time i ever saw that was bad religion the bad religion logo is like the upside down cross thing with like a and they're like a, a no through it or whatever. So it's like no to like, you know, anti-religion sort of like thing. And you're like, it's meant to be provocative, right? It's And at some, time, at some point, obviously, like, as somebody who like loves the cross, you're like, oh, I, I see it. And it kind of triggers me. But I was like, I think that's what punk rock is for, mm. um, is literally to go, mm, what do you, God save the queen, you know, kind of thing. And so. Uh,
1: Disturb the comfortable.
0: Yeah, you got to, you got to discomfort. Yeah, exactly. Anyone comfortable must be privileged. So they must be discomforted. Um, Anyway, in thinking about that, I was like, that I think was one of the the impetuses for why I was like, why I wanted to have today's discussion. Cause I was like, just like uh for a while, although I think they stopped doing it in the past like week or so, uh, because I think it's illegal according to the Hatch Act, which is hilarious. But you know for a while people were saying like MAGA Republicans or Matt, and then they would just say MAGA as like sort of a sort of a catch-all acronym for some sort of thing that they probably couldn't define. Um and I probably couldn't define and No one could, I mean, we could define it, we took a long time about it, but we were never going to. Uh, Likewise, I kept seeing the uh, almost acronym parade of things that are like the MAGA for, uh, I guess what I would just term as like modern liberals uh, of like, they look over at the progressives and go, like, look at all this craziness they're up to. Uh, So their MAGA is like CRT, DEI, uh, and even sometimes RJ, Uh, oh, SEL and then RJ. Um, Although I've seen RJ acronym for the least, but I was like, I feel like it's just one of those things in the acronym parade of people to just castigate things they don't quite understand is my assumption. I'm assuming most of the time people castigate on an acronym basis. They just don't know what they're talking about on either side of the spectrum. But you know a ton about RJ. Um, And so that's why today's question on Totally Classic is, is RJ, is restorative justice, justice? And I have with me, I'm Brendan McNamara, but over there, right there, is Andy Swindler. And Andy Swindler, at least in my life, you were the closest thing I have, Andy, to a full-on R.J. Uh, expert. I know it's a heavy that's a heavy duty, but it literally just means uh, you're the person, I would think, who I know most about this. Uh,
1: that's
0: a uh, lot. Of, that's uh, a lot of pressure.
1: And as we know from former episodes, I, Andy Swindler, am also a relativist. So being an expert is relative, I guess. It
0: absolutely well. It always is. It is. That's that's a completely true thing. It could be about accredi- accreditation, but I feel like that's actually a pretty impoverished uh, means to determine what an expert is. I think an expert would be. Uh, I mean, you could determine it somewhat objectively in terms of like published citations, uh, that sort of thing, um, but. Uh, overall, I think it tends to be not who says the thing the most or references it the most, but the person who you see engaging in it. And you are a person who I think have I've heard not only use the phrase, but um, that you participate in workshops with it. You participate in the um, in the community in the actual execution of what restorative justice is. Oh my gosh, Andy right now is holding up a certificate of recognition having been awarded this day, the 30th of November 2023, a uh, an excellency, has a little excellency badge on it too. I don't know if everyone got one of those, just you, Andy Smithler. Uh, you've completed a four-day restorative justice training. So we're really just a couple of weeks out of that. And this is not your first, of course, uh uh crossing the Rubicon into the wildlands of that which is restorative justice. Um but first Andy we got to define it because I think for any for a naive person, my initial, and I'm going to express my, uh, my skeptical naivete was, my immediate assumption was it was something like uh, mutual aid, where I feel like it's more or less a rebranded with like a new um, mission statement, but it's pretty much a rebranded charity. It's just what we would call charity for thousands of years. So likewise with restorative justice, I was like, so wait, this is just justice. But we're going to highlight aspects of it that we feel like have been like underlooked or whatever. And so it's a rebrand because the former form just didn't quite you, like didn't want all the hangups, you know, all the hangups of just the term uh, previously,
1: yeah, yeah. and um, and in the spirit of our question, I and I think many of us in this sort of communities are holding the question like is is what we often refer to justice like, I, I sometimes get tangled up referring to like the justice system. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't think mm-hmm. it's very just. So now yeah. I, I might say the legal system or something that's a little more. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Just accurate. Um, it's like, I don't want to give it that much credit. So here we are to decide is, is restorative justice worthy of the title of justice. Um, hopefully we'll explore a bit of what the heck is justice even.
0: Right. I know that would be key.
1: So I'm going to go. So that, that lovely certificate, um, and no, I think everybody got the same one. We we were okay. all excellent. Um,
0: oh, congrats! So excellency in this case was not relative. Hmm. <laughs> we were
1: excellent compared to everybody who didn't bother. To who Chicago.
0: didn't do it? Yeah, exactly. Didn't even sign up. Yeah.
1: Um, it was from Build Chicago, which okay. the story there is is actually a pretty interesting way to talk about the courts uh, in Chicago, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. So, the Build Chicago has been around for I think decades. Um, but just in the last year, I mean, it opened, I think in February. So less than a year ago had a major multimillion dollar, um, expansion of their, of their facility. And it's this beautiful community center in the West side of Chicago in and in a very economically uh, disadvantaged area, the Austin neighborhood. And it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's like huge, you know, gym and track and, uh, like spaces for, for mental health and a recording studio and an art studio and a 3d printing lab and i mean it's just like
0: oh yeah yeah yeah,
1: super state of the art and and one of the i don't know this is coming to me in this moment i'm friends with a, f- a couple of folks over there and one of them was saying you know they were doing a lot of research in the community and one of the reasons kids were like stealing was to get money to pay for studio time <laughs> it's like mostly Jeez, what they were yeah to do was make music and this was their path so this was one answer i was like let's build a studio (laughs) yeah so some somewhere in here is this theme i know that's come up for us before you know how how does building community and providing resources especially for things like creativity which you and i have had tremendous access to in our lives um potentially reduce crime or, Mm -hmm. or other you know behaviors that are that are gonna you know, when they meet our current legal system, especially are going to really, you know, cause people to have all kinds of trouble in their life and, and break up communities. Um, Mm -hmm. and so what happened was there, the, there's three community restorative justice courts in Chicago. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, what that means, but this neighborhood was set to get one of these courts and they didn't get it. Mm. Interestingly enough, the neighborhood I used to live in on the north side, northwest side of Chicago, Avondale got that court um and so build reacted and said you know what we're gonna do we're gonna build our own peace and justice center okay it doesn't have to be legally attached to a court and arguably that's i think that's the way it should be you know community centers right and maybe there's a thread in here about the state of churches i feel like churches used still are in many cases but i think with the general sort of diminishment or reduced i don't know economic viability or what i don't know i'm just that's maybe a strange way to put it but but church is a business like anything else and yeah and i there's lots of churches around here that have been converted into all kinds of other stuff yeah um you know so there's that question i'm holding is like well what is the what is the community center moving forward is is some thread in here yeah and, yeah. and in this case, it, this, you know, obviously a major investment, they all, they, they don't all have to be multimillion dollar facilities. Sure. But in this case, they said, let's build a peace and justice center and let's put restorative justice and circle practice at the center of it. Um, And it's really extraordinary. Um, And it's led by my, my friend and mentor, Edwina Hamilton, who led this training um, along with a colleague of hers. So I'm going to reference a few things from that training just because it's fresh and because hey yeah. why not you know why not um go with you know i've got this piece of paper that literally says what is restorative justice hey
0: there we go that's exactly <laughs> what i was looking for
1: so wait not oh you didn't you weren't looking for the five minute monologue um
0: no, no no i just mean like it'd be nice to when people started using the phrase initially i was just like i don't know what you're talking about as far as i'm because i i know my awareness of what justice is is justice is most like even biblically speaking right because i'm a bible dude is an eye for an eye for example yeah eye for eye two for tooth is restorative justice the entire intention of all justice is restoration either for uh specifically for the perpetrator because really the uh uh yeah i mean the victim is centered the victim is centered in terms of like that's the this is the it, nothing would happen if there wasn't a victim there'd be really no cause to even have any of these conversations unless someone had been victimized by someone else um so then but essentially it so much of it is like on therefore uh the the perpetrator of whatever the the crime the uh the transgression the harm is and it's all about restoration even if the crime in the biblically speaking i mean that goes from rape all the way down to uh m- murder rape all the way down to um having like uh dry patches of skin and the whole thing is restoring the person so that they can not only fundamentally be part of the community but speaking of churches that they can come to the temple again so they can be restored in right relationship to community and god so the the love of god love of neighbor thing so to me like justice in and of itself as it is practiced purely has to be restorative at least for somebody
1: well, somebody so has, is, somebody that, has to be restored
0: that, that's a yeah.
1: great like interlude in the sense that w- the way most of our legal system works in america and, and i think even potentially what you're describing like eye for an eye would be called punitive justice oh interesting and, and so i think let's hold this question like is it yeah. really restorative the, most of the argument here is that um you know if somebody's harmed and, and say it's yeah you know, I don't know say it's just like petty theft or something like somebody steals a purse and I'm not diminishing that I mean that could be violent um and it's certainly a pain in the ass yeah, but... no
0: I think that's a great one because it's it's right in the yeah head. I feel like it's in the middle
1: it's in the middle, right it's yeah like, okay um let's say let's assume it wasn't violent. it was just like somebody was very startled and had to cancel their credit cards um yeah so you know is 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 I for an eye in that case like the the that the thief then gets their purse stolen?
0: Oh, right. Yeah. 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 They know just anything that they've stolen, whether or not they have to return it or not. If, biblically speaking, um, everything that they stole, like if they did it with cattle in the Bible, um, like someone stole four cattle. Even once the cattle are returned, they owe the person they stole four cattle from four cattle. Oh, they, I see. And then they're restored. Same thing, eye for an eye. If you literally hurt someone, you take their eye out, we take your eye out, and then we're done. Like it's, it's, it's meant to basically uh, stave off the acceleration of revenge. Like we see in Gaza, for example, right? It's the, you did this. <laughs> okay. We're going to do this. Okay. We're going to do this. And it all, it's always accelerative tendency. Like, you know what I mean? That's the whole point of ju- like justice as a separate, as a system, right? In that case, we're all t- all talking about systems. Um, yeah. So then it would be whatever you, yeah. So if you stole someone's purse, uh, whatever I would say, what I would do in that biblical model to, re- to restore you is you would, uh, You would assess all the contents of the purse, uh, and great, it would be great to involve the victim, right? What does this mean to you emotionally? What is this? And then ultimately those things, whoever the person who stole it is, whatever their equivalent in their life, even if they don't have it now, then eventually once they're done. And then at that point, just like how it should be in our society, but it isn't, and this is a deep why I understand wanting to rebrand. Once you've served your time or you've you've essentially paid your debt back to the person, especially specifically the person you've harmed. I don't like, that's why I don't like, you pay the state $10,000 when you harmed a person. You're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, the person, the person, the person you hurt. You know what I mean? or Whatever. So if you stole, every all the contents of that purse could be tallied emotionally and objectively. And the person who stole it would have to not only return their purse and everything in it, um, it all that they could, they would then have to recompense that which they stole.
1: Yeah. And I, and that's, I think compatible with this, especially because yeah. you've been some analysis and, and processing of the emotional harm and that, yeah, yeah. It's both, that's right? something I don't think we see in our legal systems typically like, cause that's, yeah, I think harder the way we've constructed our laws and just the, the, the nature of it, yes. just there's not space for it. And so a lot of the argument here is, is a geometric one. Like yes. the circle yeah. is a, is a space to come together and. And I could talk even later about the, the the restorative justice courts and and sort of how they're structured yeah. and where you're not like looking up at a judge and and there's some different pieces. But let me read this definition yeah, yeah. to give yep. us some grounding. This is from Build Chicago, which I'm I'm, I'm sure has drawn from a, no, a number of other resources, but that's where I'm received this this specific definition mm. origins in indigenous culture. Uh, let's assume. American Indian indigenous culture, where the village came together to collectively address needs and celebrate life. It is a philosophy and a way of life that helps to promote healing and well-being within individuals and communities. In addressing woundedness, it helps to address the harm both experienced and caused. It cultivates relationships while encouraging conversations that get at underlying issues that guide in defining unaddressed needs. And it helps to bridge gaps and close divides and separations.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's funny, because that would be pretty similar to our court system. Uh, and I wonder if in some ways it's volume, like what makes, Because, but at the same time that's it's both phenomenally like in almost every single way, our court system, um, but phenomenally unlike as well. I mean, that's the jury of your peers, Uh, you're in a room, you're slowing everything down. I mean, honestly, like the pettiest court cases can still take eight days of deliberation where you're returning again and again. It's also open to the public. So then literally anyone can come. And then like, you know what I mean? Um, But I often wonder, this is the, maybe, I don't know, we'll get at it. But as we were talking about it, since we started sort of talking about subjectivism, it's the... And I believe in the devaluing of subjectivism, like I think it's less relevant than objective reality, but I don't think it's it should be absent altogether. And I don't think it is from our our justice system, but by, by the time we start talking about it most of the time, most of what we've proves quote unquote harm is, has to be objective, right? So someone like feeling like someone did something, but there's, that's also in there too, like for I've had this with my mom or whatever, my mom was attacked, um, by a man, by a larger man. And the police came and the first question they asked was like, did you, were you afraid for your life? And whether she was like kind of afraid for her life was whether they took the person who literally attacked, physically assaulted her, whether they arrested that person. So I mean, in some ways, I, and I, at the time I was just like, it made me want to throw subjectivism out. I was like, who cares? Then that just means anybody who's not afraid of people. That means literally some kind of a gun in my mouth and I'm not necessarily, I don't want to live in a place of fear. So I could be like, no, they they had a gun to my mouth. They cocked the thing back. They kept shoving it in like they were trying to make me give a blowjob to the gun. And if I'm if I'm at peace with God, then I'm not afraid of that person. You know what I mean? Like, why would I let them make me afraid? Like that sounds that sounds insane to me. But then that means the cop could be like, well, okay, then you weren't afraid for your life. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I I think that's an interesting piece that I, I can immediately see where our our justice system kind of has a very weird. I would just say a weird relationship. It's not that it's absent but it's very strange.
1: Yeah. And I want to weave into just for structure and and again, in the context of this training, Mm -hmm. um, which by the way, there's this four day restorative justice training format. It's in person. Mm -hmm. And I feel at least in Chicago, it feels kind of like a rite of passage. Like I've, I've been involved with the community for many years. Um, Interestingly enough, a lot of my initial sort of formal interaction with restorative justice was it was when, the neighboring suburb of oak park where i now mm-hmm. live yeah uh, because the oak park library has had an annual conference um mm-hmm. and and this teases out the language thing a little because it used to be called a restorative justice conference now it's being called a restorative practices conference oh. so there's like a distinction no. between
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta slow i mean this is let me just yeah. say this to all your progressive friends andy y'all gotta slow down <laughs> by the time y'all have moved on I feel like 90% of the human population still doesn't know what you're talking about the first time. So slow. Oh, and listen, I've been told by people who live in Chicago that Oak Park is like the most progressive, like zip code or whatever in the entire city. Uh, So I just got to tell y'all, you got, you got to slow down, slow down, (laughs) stop changing the acronym. You're in a bunch of groups, man. Just let them know. Don't change it yet. We're no one else is sick of it. We don't, we don't know what you're talking about, but they're like people (laughs) in Oak Park. Have, like, already talked about this like 97 times, you know, in a month or whatever. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, st- I st- and I'm, I'm too online, man, and I still don't, I'm literally learning right now what the heck restorative justice means.
1: Like, why are you talking about old shit? Like, it's
0: not old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's not how we speak about it anymore. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, but your princess is in another castle. That's, that's
1: offensive <laughs> now. That was, that was 18 months ago that's how we use that yeah yeah,
0: yeah exactly exactly well I
1: appreciate so, okay. the psa i'll I'll pass that along <laughs> just maybe, let them let, him, let him know maybe that's part of our service to the world is i'll we'll we'll be like a feedback loop and yeah like, yeah you know that... you, you you sort of tell me where you know the language most people are still using and I'll, i'll I'll be out here trying to hold the train back um
0: <laughs> just wait guys just wait let's wait, let's let everyone catch up first
1: well so and so this this i feel like this four day training is is like kind of a rite of passage i mean i've had all mm. n- any number of different circle trainings and sat in circles and even launched a network of space holders and all sorts of stuff but i had never carved out it's that's a lot of time you know and, yeah, and I'm just yeah, thankfully and my wife rachel joined it and so it's, oh, cool. it's it's a it's an extraordinary privilege to just take pretty much a full week um and be in this training and the cool thing is it's taught in a circle mm-hmm. so even if i didn't learn anything oh, new, like a
0: literal like a literal circle by the way yeah yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah.
1: like um
0: oh so it's, it's in person
1: it this it's in person yeah and here yeah, i yeah. can i know we don't really i think like
0: it would have to i mean based on everything i've heard so far it would have to be in person yes yeah yeah
1: and i know and i know People can't see this, but I'm just showing Brendan a photo of, of the actual circle. There's, there's a lot, this is after several days, like we're layering in each day we come and there's different exercises and around the edge of the circle are all these different talking pieces. And that's, that's a huge part of it is just grabbing a talking piece and then passing that around, which I find to be terrible, tremendously useful as, as like an introvert that I feel like I want to be invited to talk like it's harder.
0: Oh, interesting. Like, yeah. Uh,
1: it's way less likely for me to jump in. I mean, that was even true in college. I had professors, you know, be like, why don't you talk more? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I was just kind of generally labeled it as introversion and we could have a whole episode about the, the <laughs> of those words, but that's, <laughs> yeah, that's I yeah. think how most people relate to the energy I'm talking about yeah. in, terms of, in terms of language. Um, but it's really, and, and it's interesting. I've mentioned a few times the book sand talk, um, with, written by an, an aboriginal man in, in what we now call australia and you know he he disses circle practice he's he's yeah. like i mean there are people out there who view this as a as a kind of appropriation mm-hmm. um and so of course everything is controversial maybe that's what makes human life interesting and <laughs> it does. You know, he's he's just like he you know because in his world like indigenous wisdom and is is this crosstalk is is just like I've also heard this maybe true of like New York Jews, where it's just like, oh my God, no, like there's three people talking at once. And, you know, it's yes. like, yeah, maybe like an honoring of the true chaos of, of life and nature, which, yeah, which I also happen to agree with. I just, I do believe that's like,
0: yeah. Oh, wait, so this like, this yeah. particular circle practice was absent crosstalk? Because I've been in circles like that and I can't, I, I agree with that dude, Santuck man. I can't stand like, mostly because my natural instinct is like yeah and it, can, it just when you interrupt and take over it's not like you take the stick but you can talk you have to be able to respond or else as I, I I this is the same thing I obviously I had I had trouble in school as a kid I mean not academically but behaviorally because I ask a lot of questions like that's how I learn like and, and mm-hmm. I'll get and I'll get stuck like seven sentences back if I'm still like well wait a second is that true or what do you you know so it's so funny but I've been in those circles I don't know if it's that kind of circle but we're like someone talks at a time. Yes.
1: That's what yeah. I mean by the talking stick. So you pass this around yeah. and you, you can only speak with the stick. And I'm yeah. I'm sensitive to that. As much as yeah. I I'm recognizing that I am the beneficiary of this practice.
0: I think it's because, designed for for to make sure people who do not readily share their voice share their voice. Yeah.
1: And and there's a whole thing with agreements and values and there's a lot of very careful and beautiful construction to the space. And I'm not going to go through all of that. But sure. you know one of the agreements that's quite common is if you if you're somebody who speaks a lot maybe take a step back and if you're not if you're somebody who doesn't speak a lot maybe take a step forward yeah I like that you know in a way um but I'm also sensitive to like how might this not be inclusive in fact sure you just revealed that like how might you not feel included or or at at liberty to to sort of engage in your natural way and of course I think we're we're both here having these conversations because we we celebrate like doing learning differently and being exposed yeah. to being and all of that. But, yeah.
0: Let's try it all. Yeah.
1: But I, but anyway, so I just, I, I'm holding that too. Like, yeah, it's interesting. Okay. You know, when and where is, is the place to do this? So the last thing I want to weave in in terms of sort of this sort of formal training context are um, these different modes of, of these activities that fall under the umbrella of restorative justice. So conflict <laughs> okay. resolution. Yep. Um, peer juries, which is, yep classic you know like you just mentioned the courts do that in a certain way arguably um but it's like less formal peacemaking broad term community service transformative justice world cafe which is a really cool format uh community organizing Mm. and then circles Mm -hmm. and and to, to me circles are the core geometry and and setting for for restorative justice and and lots of lots of things, but again, that's like I'm biased because I'm like I love circles because I it's slow and I and I know I'm going to get to talk and people will listen and all of that stuff. One of the interesting things um, that was said in this, in the terms of the language, uh, yeah. is that they were correlating restorative justice and transformative justice and peacemaking, and basically saying these are all the same thing. Yeah. Now, there's lots of people that argue that they're very different especially between Sorry. rj and tj restorative justice and transformative justice and i notice in that i'm always just kind of sensitive to when does when does the human ego need for hierarchy emerge
0: sure. it emerges
1: absolutely everywhere that's probably oh, the number yeah. one theme of our entire conversations right it's just yeah,
0: it's always there
1: yeah. like it's there so then when i first heard it it kind of felt like that like well so two things, like one transformative yeah, justice yeah. is a is quote unquote better. And then two, going back to what you were saying, like, oh, we gotta keep moving. Like restorative justice isn't good enough or isn't yeah. enough. And we we need like a new, better, next, yes. you know, 3.0 version or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're-
0: which I yeah, which I also understand. I, I think it comes from a restlessness too, but and like a competitive uh whatever morality, which is also fine. But it's also like let you you can't, and of course, this is the progressive instinct, right? Is to make progress whether I shouldn't even say that is to, let's be, let's say this. Uh The progressive instinct is to do something, which I love. And this is why I totally relate to you as a progressive or progressives. Generally, I was like, I relate to that instinct. Let's do something. Let's get something done. It's not always progress. Now a progressive instinct can be regressive, meaning you keep modifying, modifying something that shouldn't be modified. Like literally it's, this is the, and this is the good of like, this is why you can almost put conservative opposite progressive because you're like, we got to make progress. We got to go. We've got to keep trying. We've got to keep going. And other times people are like, wait a second. Let's hold on to the good stuff. We can't, you're literally throwing out. I mean, it's like when we try to clean up messes, like in your house, my house, whatever. We're both collectors. And you're like, hold on a second. Like we progress. Yeah, you can make fast progress if you literally just chuck everything out. High testosterone, like let's just go. Let's just go. And then, but at the same time, you're like, well, no, we got to, that which is precious, let's maintain. And, you know, whatever. It's a, but it's a, that is a striking balance, I think, inherent to all justice.
1: So this is this is a a case of literally reinventing the wheel or the circle.
0: Um, Wait, and so restorative justice. Hold on, because uh, I feel like we're we're doing the the thing we always do, which is like make all the the petals of the center of the flower and come back <laughs> yeah. to the to the center over and over again. It's pretty much how we generally talk. But I don't want to miss out on. Okay, so we got some tenets of what restorative justice is. How does that differ, or how would it popularly be conceived as differing from? Let's say the as all those things applied systemic systematically. Um, how does that differ from our justice system, let's say in the West or even just the United States, because that's where we both live? Like, what would be the key?
1: So, le- so let me make a couple more comments about the language, and then and then yep. let's go to the um, the the, the RJ community courts here in Chicago, because I think that's a good a good way to illustrate it. Okay. So. One of the things I liked about this, as I mentioned, is they, um, I was taught in this setting that restorative justice, transformative justice, and peacemaking are all more or less the same, okay. which I happen to agree with because I think they all have the same basic goal, which is yeah. to, you know, to heal eat together, to build stronger communities, to build stronger relationships.
0: I call that. Yeah.
1: That's, that's basically, yeah. I, I, I and I appreciate that about us with all of our, you know, differences and sort of how things play out or what we're attached to or how yep. we it can be done. It's like, I think we basically hold a similar vision. In fact, I think most people do. I think um, I
0: think most people would. Yeah, I think um, I think most people would until they are a victim of crime. And then I think the the lived the lived experience of being- Yes. Uh, of what, and then all of a sudden you're like, I kind of don't care about those things anymore. It seems to, listen, I haven't been a victim of crime very often. And honestly, I don't really take crime that orally, personally, Um but I, I, I've seen it happen to a lot of people. I would say I've, I've seen it happen even more distinctly with women. Uh, I think because of the physical weakness of women makes them respond differently to harm. Just because th- th- threats are – or even really small men. It ha- sorry to throw small men in there with women, but I, I mean that truly. Like larger women – I get less, have less umbrage against offenses, and I feel like large. I do larger men, and I've seen very small men get real upset about stuff real fast. And I was like, oh, this just makes sense. They have, they kind of have to put more aggressive energy. You don't have to, but it behooves you to put more aggressive energy out in the world, uh, especially when you're being in any way victimized, or even you're concerned about it. But yeah, I think those principles. I, I would, I would hope those principles you just stated are semi-universal, at least in the context that we both live in.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you often bring us back to statistics, which I appreciate, and, and I don't have the exact stats, but it's quite no. clear that most violent crime against other people is committed by
0: men. Yes. Um, well, yeah. Well, save, of course, what was that, our Fifth or sixth episode? Uh, save, I would say, in the United States, that women are the number one perpetrators of homicide uh, via abortion. So, but that that is absented from our crime stats because it is not illegal to kill those particular people. Right. Uh, but that's the but again that's lar- it, it always goes, right? larger <laughs> larger against smaller. <laughs> yeah. Larger larger people victimize smaller people in all in all contexts.
1: Yeah. So um one thing I'll say about transformative justice uh is that to me that's that's a lot about zooming out Mm -hmm. so if you just think about the words restorative justice is about restoring a relationship so you like you were saying earlier about i you know whether it's um eye for an eye or or you know however i don't think i don't know that that's an exact match that would be interesting to see sort of of keep tinkering with yeah this idea that we're restoring something that existed before Mm-hmm. so that's a lot of the argument people make for transformative justice especially in the context of of like ine- social inequities and systemic injustice and all those things yeah um that you may or may not believe in, uh is the idea that these things need to be transformed we, do, we don't want to mm-hmm. actually we don't have anything to go back to right yeah like, like if we didn't even we didn't think it was fair or just or good before we don't want to go back to that so I think that's yeah. a lot of what transformative no yeah
0: that would be a big difference i think yeah
1: yeah and so to me that but to me the way they correlate is they are connected so i think we're sort of just this is a bit closer in like how are we going to deal with this situation where in many cases there was a relationship you know maybe they were friends without falling out or or people in the community or whatever
0: yeah
1: Um, and and i also believe it's inherently transformative like you sit in circle with folks you go deep you reveal emotions you're transforming something you're healing something So to me, it's like transformative justice is is just like the zoom out. It's like, oh, well, if we do all these other practices, then, and and then people who really sort of are, I guess, focusing on that as a practice are going to look at systems and say, oh, how, like, what's wrong with this system? Why does this pattern keep happening? And, you know, so, but they are all related. Um, Okay. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh, No, that just peaked. I was like, wait, there might be another. So I think that's one sort of slight, Different. I mean, because honestly, it sounds very similar so far in terms of like, is it just is it just justice? And it's again, my 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 previous I was like, oh, is it a rebrand? And I was like, there's been a one distinction so far. And then I was like, as you were saying that, there might be a second distinction, whereas I I feel like there's a worldview there of um that would I think be fundamentally different from the sort of classical West, the classic Western, maybe this is the indigenous why they invoke indigenousness in it. Um, although I don't know enough about all the various and sundry tribes and what every tribe thought about the nature of humankind, but it seems to me in terms of some language you were using that, and this is, my, let me actually, let me just say, instead of stating it a statement, I ask it as a question. So does restorative justice prince, the sort of principle, does it have as a foundational ideological element that human beings would not harm each other in like a, uh, would not harm each other sort of if not for uh extenuating circumstances or difficulties upon them essentially is human nature in and of itself uh munificent absent influence absent, absent like social influence let's say i'm i'm not saying it perfectly but hopefully you know what i
1: mean yeah i do know what you mean i i i don't i've never met anybody who who sort of believes that okay there's some pure conflict free version of 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 humanity um
0: got it got it got it okay
1: or Is maybe that- i have and i just so adamantly don't believe that's i mean i just think anybody who's really serious about this work and and we you know we <laughs> actually this was the i've studied the amygdala a number of times but this was the cutest
0: <laughs> cartoon that um, that sentence. Let's
1: see if i can yeah studied it i've been putting it in my workshops i mean i just we talk about it all the time right here. Yeah. Like, it's just, I think that's a, like a lot of what you and I are fascinated about is human nature. And of course, part of our nature is our circuitry related to fear and threat and protection.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, um, no, I, I think and that actually is a good, a perfect segue into the, I, what I mentioned briefly restorative practices. Mm-hmm. So I think part of the idea of, um, changing the language to restorative practices is is that restorative justice and maybe even transformative justice can feel like too specific like okay we're gonna it's only an intervention like we're only gonna come in here
0: mm-hmm.
1: when we when we need to intervene right and
0: right where right. or, or, or whereas it might theoretically it might may or may not be practical in those actual applications Like that's, I don't know, I'm just holding that as a potential division. Like it might actually, just theoretically, just the same, this is the same thing for the justice system. Maybe the very uh, entire system of how we do justice in the United States is a useful system for something, but it might not be useful for crime. Likewise, the restorative justice system might be helpful for things that don't relate to crime, like don't relate to justice necessarily.
1: Yeah, I I mean that may be true. I mean, people yeah. in this work probably would advocate that, and in an like an abolitionist sense, that it's like, oh no, it's all useless. Let's like throw it all out.
0: Right, or or it's like an under like the same way the church is a court unto itself. Like there are, like the in the church community, you submit to laws, authorities, and literal prescriptions on how you deal with conflict. Like there there is a if you have a conflict within church, there is. If there's aren't there's not a lot in terms of how churches are supposed to run in the Bible or whatever, but there's a literal pattern that you are that you literally have to follow. If you don't do that, then you're like, okay, well you're not you're literally not doing what we've all agreed to do, and it and it solves uh, problems within the church essentially, like of anybody involved, anybody who's anybody who's there. So it's sort of a in many ways it's a subset, it's a formalized subset of our justice system writ large. And so it's like, oh, this would be interesting as a secular version of that like a secular community subset of that which is the justice system because of course that's this is where i feel like a lot of the tension around this term arises is it's i think the practices have been applied to the justice system writ large like in terms of district attorneys philosophies or uh, decriminalization of theft for example or whatever and i think for I think the reason it shocks, I would not even say just like the quote unquote the right. I think it shocks a lot of people. I think a lot of people just don't even, and I know plenty of people who have voted Democrat in their entire lives who don't understand it at all. You're like, wait a second. Like, you, and then, and then that's the like, why wouldn't theft be, no, you take from somebody, you've like, you've absolutely violated a rule. Like, you, you've shown that you don't care about the community or you care about yourself more than the community, right? Which would essentially be all crime. You yeah. care about what, what you want more than you care about others or more than you care about justice. For example, you've violated justice because, uh, justice is defined as the quality of being just fairness. Thanks a lot. Circular definition. The American heritage heritage dictionary is a mediocre source guys. I apologize. Uh, but also number two, the principle of moral rightness. Mm. And then three conformity to moral rightness in action or attitude, righteousness. Therefore, mm. are arguing for the justice of his cause, meaning it is just, it is right. It is proper it is so that us so then this would be restorative properness so basically says our community and this is the amazing thing too meaning it's all i was like i know it's i've seen it uh, opposed to punitive but it's all punitive because it all recognizes that sub, like truly subjective or relativist morality doesn't work because when anyone commits a crime they've obviously said i don't believe in that enough to follow it and if you don't if you don't do it you obviously don't really believe in it that much so They've said no. My rights, like my moral compass is the right one, and then the community has to come around and see if they like. You know, I want to have sex with this person, and it doesn't matter what any other anything anybody else says about it. So I'm going to do that. That's my that's my moral compass. Says that's right to do, and then the circle obviously disagrees or whatever. So in some ways, it's already punishing because it's making you it's calling you to task for you executing your own morality properly, like justly, fair. You know what I mean? Because there's no if if it is relative. Which I think some people accuse it of, and it's not true because it wouldn't even last. It, it couldn't. It wouldn't exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. If not for having, it has to have a standard, and it can't just be community either because we know community standards suck because we've watched genocides occur, right? And the whole community goes, "Yep, this is fine." So that you can't trust the community either. So it has to be, and I guess that's the question. In a restorative justice standpoint, <laughs> what is the standard of what is just and fair? Like, why? How do you even bring something up? How do you even know something to be a crime? In and of itself, or like a, a violation of justice. Like, what's the? How do you know that? Because it can't just be someone claiming it. Because then you'll just have two claims, and it can't be populist, meaning everyone in the circle agrees except for this one person. So then it's just like a majoritarian. But we know that doesn't work. So then, Look, yeah, how do you how do you do it?
1: I think the point of bringing it into practice every yeah. day, every minute, practice. Yeah. Is that we can make it smaller?
0: Yes. It, which like
1: did you, did? you, you were. I think before we hit record, you were talking about the somebody bumps into somebody and spills a drink at a bar, and there's this moment where the crossroad emerges, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh my god, this is either going to escalate or evaporate. Um, and it's funny. I did find this the yeah. most adorable. Um
0: There's the amygdala. Like
1: Wait. all these little cartoon amygdalas. Um, yeah.
0: Fight, flight. Wait, what is it? Fight, flight, freeze. There's two. Uh, parts.
1: This one has it as fight, flight, freeze, threat detector. Fawn is often added to that these days.
0: Which one? Fawn. Fawn. Oh. oh, got you. The, like, like, placate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I can I relate to that one. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And then people have longer definitions. Um, oh, that's fascinating. But I, I think, so to me, like, that's our wiring. Like, we're yeah. going to be triggered, we often call it, or. Yeah. Be alarmed or have a beef with somebody or whatever, and I know a lot of my own personal journey is trying to do that in a more timely way. Like you and I talked about this, and and because when we don't, like it often can fester and get worse. And totally, so I think that's the nature of, of restorative practices, and it's really fascinating how this stuff is showing up in schools where some, you know, I know some practitioners in schools where there's. We could also just call it a mediator right like sure, it's it's sure. a kind of mediation like i think yes. that's one way one way where this new you know progressive new agey language like maybe doesn't serve the purpose because people are too, they don't know what it is and guess what we're most often afraid of things that we don't know and, or, or yeah, we just yeah. reject them so yeah. you know i think and, and in some cases it is called a, a kind of mediation or maybe a, a yeah. role in a school would be to have a mediator but really what they're doing is like hosting an RJ circle. yeah. And in that case, actually, I think it is okay for anybody to just name harm. I mean, but yeah, it could be come out like, oh, you harmed me, or it could just, I think even slightly more healthy is just to say like, this is how I felt when that happened. Sure. And, and I think in the, in the, the beauty of a circle is it's like this container where people can just name that. And maybe the other person doesn't have to feel attacked or defensive because i think that's often where things escalate is like we just go back and forth and it's like well you said this and oh yeah but you did this and oh but if we go that kind of goes up into the energy but if we go down into the energy and and talk about Mm -hmm. well how did i feel and what was the impact um and, and i i agree with you like i think that example of like if police are sort of gauging the impact in the moment purely based on how somebody feels when they're, in all likelihood, totally dysregulated and, and maybe <laughs> traumatized. You know, Yeah, it's like, yeah. This is...
0: They do odd. it in domestic violence situations and you're just like, I get it's part of the protocol, but sometimes you're like, this is mental. Like, this is like, oh, uh, whatever, in, in MMA or so, like you try not to, it happens sometimes, but like it's sort of viewed as uh, negative if you like inter- interview someone after they've been knocked out. It happens sometimes, but you're like, don't, no, don't do that. They're, yeah. they're literally just waking up from being knocked unconscious. Their brain's not working properly. Likewise, if you're in full on, if you're in a trauma session, you know what I mean? And then yeah. you're like, now, okay, well, let's get a good sense of how do you feel? You're just like, Urgh. it's just like, like who, un- who it's, it's like <laughs> It is. It is. You got to, so then that way, I like the, the, the piece or, or med- mediation aspect. Now I'm a, I'm a extremely, I'm trying to think though, like in it, in some ways, I think maybe this is part of the disservice, like you were talking about, where it's the constant desire to like rename things uh, can work against it. Where you're like having a mediator between two students, let's say, or a class that had a disruption that has occurred for throughout the history of classes, that's happened for generations and generations. And no one really was like, This is messed up, you know what I mean? But once you call it a new thing, then you're like, Well, wait a second, where does that term come from? Who named it this? Right. Again, it's the conserve, and again, I feel like we should have it, but like. Uh, the conservative instinct. We should all have progressive and conservative, or liberal and conservative, or whatever. We should have instincts in all directions. But I think the conservative instinct comes out, especially when people again have been harmed, then or someone they love has been harmed. And They're like, wait a second, what? What, what are you going to do? You're going to do some new thing I've never heard of. How do I know my, let's say, my daughter, who someone stole her backpack, if we're going to stay at stealing, how do I know she's going to get justice? And really, does like how my daughter. Because then if my daughter says she feels a certain way, and then the person who stole from her said that her naming her pain causes them pain, and maybe, let's say, the person who stole it from them is a more emotionally, quote-unquote, sensitive person, and they can actually experience greater subjective, quote-unquote, harm. And then at that point, let's say, if you were the person who was stolen from, or you're the dad, I'm just going to put myself, I'm the dad of the daughter who was stolen from in a school scenario, I'd be like, I don't care. I don't care, really. Because that's not remotely what this is about here now you can have that conversation but to me that's the conversation that's like the rehabilitation restoration conversation and it's always that yearning for some not punishment exactly but just rec- just this is the and this is the this is where it's inaccurate for fair whatever your concept of fairness is but i i think we have a misapprehension as human beings my daughters do i argue with them all about it a lot uh that fairness is equality mm. and that's not true Fairness is whoever is distributing the the stuff, right? If I have like 15 M&Ms, I determine what's fair. They're my freaking M&Ms. You know what I mean? Mm. And it doesn't mean everybody gets two. If I want to give someone four and someone else two, they're my M&Ms. Nobody else but me has any right whatsoever to determine like how I distribute my M&Ms. You know what I mean? So then we have this weird, and I, and I mean this both as like, casting a tip of myself and and others <laughs> in terms of like what fairness is but i, was I think, like that's that's where it gets so tricky where you're like okay what do you do about oh and this oh okay go, sorry go ahead go ahead and say what you're gonna say i because i have another question and I'll, I'll save it till later
1: well uh, just in that example i mean i i i grew up and i don't know if this came from my mom or if she was sort of reacting to my brother and i
0: <laughs> my brother and me
1: yeah but um no, like, like equity and fairness w- really meant like we, we, we split, we divide things equally. I mean, one of the things yeah, I learned, you know, in our household, it was like, Oh, there's a piece of cake. One of you is going to cut it and the other is going to choose. Yeah. Piece. Yeah. And yeah. I, we do that in our house too. And I'm like shocked that doesn't come up more and as, as an example. in when it. we talk about restorative practices and stuff like that, because it's yeah. like, man, there's no clear example of the balance because yeah. the, the the each party is motivated to take care of themselves and each other even if they're selfish yes yeah, yeah. like like the system is actually balanced in that in that moment yeah in a way that probably could be applied to a lot of other things i want to weave in one tiny last term yep. we're not going to go into it because i'm not really that familiar with it but guess oh, okay. what there's, there's yet another thing called unit of justice whoa so
0: jeez Look at us. That's too many. That's why we, yeah, we got to cycle all the way back to restorative justice. Well, yeah, this is a, this is a, but this is like, again, a biblical framing of what fairness is. There's this whole anecdote. There's a parable told about uh, someone. This is essentially God and uh, him adopting his children out of children of wrath into children of God. Uh, but it's, it's expressed as a vineyard owner hiring workers and he hires workers at the beginning of the day. He says, do you agree to this pay rate? They say, yes, we're going to get Whatever. 10 denarii. Uh this is paraphrasing for anybody who's like a biblical fan. They're like, it was 20 actually, or whatever. Anyway, 10 denarii, right? They agree to it. Fine. Four hours later, the vineyard owner goes out, hires more people and says, hey, do you agree to uh, 10, 10 denarii? And then they go, yes. And they go, cool. Okay, let's work. And they start working. Then at the last hour of the day, he goes out again. He's like, oh, we still need more people to finish. Hires a bunch more people, asks them, hey, do you agree to 10 denarii? They go, yep. They all come. They all got the same rate. It was equal, right? But at the end of the day, when everyone comes, collects their pay, the people who've been working 14 hours or whatever are like, wait a second, that dude here got its sundown like an hour ago. Why is he getting the same amount I did? And the person getting like, that's not fair. That's not even, you know what I mean? And then the person's like, well, what do you mean? Like, it's it's my vineyard. It's my money. You agreed. We, we, we agreed on what we're doing. I paid you that. And then I paid this person this. Like, we all just agree. This is all what we agreed on. So it certainly wasn't. It's, it was equal and equal all at the same time. And ultimately whoever, so that, that to me is like where I get the, the framing for my children where I'm like, well, no, I, I decide it's, uh, it's my stuff. Like it's literally my stuff. You can't decide how to divide up my gift to you in a way that's fair. And I don't need to give it to you equally ever, like ever taking out yeah. al- allergies, taking behavior, taking all sorts of things. Cause there are all sorts of reasons why people don't get equal things behaviorally what like for example if you and your brother if one of you flips the flip out when you eat sugar because some people have a way different response i know people who are allergic to sugar they literally get like high they get like psychedelic high drunk off of it if they have like anything more than like a teaspoon in something they're eating and it's so like at that person that person gets like one bite of cake the other person gets a giant piece like we're all different so we like there's so many strata upon which like like equal equal portions is like kind of a it's a it's a fun thing to do and maybe it's a good default, but it certainly isn't. It isn't. Uh, it isn't inherent to what fairness is. So I just think well, that's, I always think that's fascinating.
1: Well, it's sort of funny because part of what I you seem to be teasing out is is the equity argument, like, like oh, sure. that that is always pretty much made in the DEI circles, right? It's like
0: right. Well, because I'm wondering if it's, just, if it's tantamount to if it's par- we, uh, parallel with this. Yeah, it's
1: parallel. It's not exactly the argument you're making. Um, yeah. Um. Uh, but then the other part of that is power. So I yeah. think, d- is it the, a person's right? If it's, I don't know, their stuff, at least in the way we operate in our systems and our cultures, typically, yeah. to decide that? I would say, sure, that's within their right. Is it um, sort of within the vision of what I would imagine like a sort of fair and equitable world would be like? You know, possibly not. Yeah. Um, it would depend so on the stuff. yeah that's yeah. the question and i think maybe one yeah. area this this shows up so consistently yeah is with inheritance right sure. where you've got clear like clearly the parents have the power legal power and i would even say the right to split things up however <laughs> they damn well please yeah and how often does that Tear families apart and tear siblings apart, where they're sort of yeah. you know, arguing about what they're getting.
0: Right. Um, it's that well. A lot of it, I think, comes from this false again. One of my least we've talked about this. One of my uh, maybe we can ever do this some year. You know, they're like the the new word of the year, whatever it was or Oxford or whatever is Riz. Uh, I was always like, we should cancel at least one word every year, and the word I hate the most is deserve. Mm. I it's just like let's let's take like a 5 year break from anyone saying they deserve anything mm. and again this is a christian thing that like it came up a lot in in the Christ, in christendom and then eventually was kind of castigated i feel like in the past 4 or 5 years where people are like well within the framework of the, a biblical framework we all deserve uh, death punishment and eternal destruction and separation from god that's our central deserving that's what we all deserve as born as children of wrath in enmity to god what we get by grace and grace is unmerited favor then what we get like through whatever, through Christ is, uh, is adoption and, uh, and uh, unity and relationship and, uh, and fairness and justice and all these things. Right. So then none of us is like expecting, should be expecting any, in some ways, none of us should be expecting good treatment (laughs) at all. Like in, in honestly to enhance our gratitude in many ways, it's just helpful in that way. We're just like, oh my gosh! Everything we get is flipping fantastic. Whether it's one, whether that someone has a whole piece of cake and we get one bite of cake, we're like, I just got a bite of cake!
1: Yeah, it's the whole, it's the whole lower <laughs> your expectations game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is, yeah. Be like, well, okay. So wait, I want to just get before we start having to wind down. Um, I think one of the rare I, again, I don't know too much about restorative justice. One of the criticisms I have seen is that people uh, have the ha- and I don't know if this is true or not. So tell me if it is um, that restorative justice tends more than our traditional. I'm trying to think about how it's di- different from like just the justice system. Um, it tends to center the perpetrator uh, more than the victim. And is that a place I, where it goes goes poorly, or is that not even really necessarily true? Does it just highlight well, the perpetrator more than the conventional justice system does?
1: I would I would hope if it's done well that. It's interesting. Part of me wants to say that the victim and per- perpetrator are sort of addressed equally. Yeah, I'm not sure that's true. It really depends on what sure. what happened, and, yeah, and in many cases, as yeah, you and I have often that. talked, yeah. there's not even in some. It's not. It's not always a binary. It's not always completely clear that there was just one perpetrator and just one victim. I think that's my sure. God. I mean, Look at. Palestine and Israel like it's just like yeah ah. yeah yeah, yeah. Like, depending well, on the lens that, you put on it
0: yeah let's go back to let we'll try which theft a couple of times let's go back to theft right like someone just took someone's
1: yeah something clearer like that yeah it
0: wasn't that wasn't now, theirs they knew it wasn't theirs they took it anyway so they, so they broke the the commandment in my case they broke "thou shalt not steal so they glad st- you starving yeah. or anything go I'm glad
1: you took us back there because I don't know I haven't seen that exact criticism but I do understand yeah. why it could exist it, for at least two reasons one is perhaps it's true in some cases sure and perhaps it's just because we are actually paying any attention whatsoever to you named right, you called it rehabilitation earlier, which I think is a fine word to use that people yeah. may relate to more. Yeah. Because we're actually paying any real attention to rehabilitation, rather yeah. than just locking locking them up and throwing away the key, yeah. that it would seem like that is such a radical shift from how we tend to typically operate in the punitive system in America, yeah, that it that it it just feels so different that that it's like oh we're we're paying too much attention to the to the perpetrator the reason that's really important and and this may be the very core thing of restorative justice Mm -hmm. is that if we don't actually heal the reason the underlying reason that person perpetrated that that offense yeah they're more likely to keep doing it and it's dehumanizing yes. to just evaluate them based on that action when who knows, there may be all these other circumstances, you know, from, from where they live or their community or, or whatnot. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it, none of this ever means that we shouldn't, that somebody shouldn't be accountable to their actions. I want to be really, really yes. clear about that. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, yeah. and maybe that's part of the I trouble. I think that's and, what
0: people, I think that's what people miss too, yeah. is the accountability thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so so to me, that's the core thing. Um, and yeah. I, in other episodes, I talked about a thing a couple of years ago in Mutual Aid, where you know I I was sort of called in under the under the lens under the lens or the the language of restorative justice. And in my opinion, it wasn't restorative whatsoever. It was like a tribunal.
0: And so you, <laughs> yeah. you mentioned
1: earlier, yeah. like oh, communities don't always. We can't really trust communities. Oh, no, we know. Yeah,
0: we we know we can't. Yeah. So I think
1: that's true. And then what is what is even. Um, an aberration or, or a crime or a departure from, you know, I think that's where values come in. Yeah. Right. That's where the values of the community. And, and I think it's important to be pretty specific about those values. Like yeah. just the like, naming, like love, you know, you're like, <laughs>
0: okay. Oh,
1: great. I like love, but what the fuck does that mean? Like in terms yeah. of like what's allowed and what's not allowed and who does what, and yeah. how do we, you know, restore it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, yeah, So those are some things. And then the last thing I'll weave in, to be way more like down to earth about it is is the RJ community courts. Mm-hmm. Um you know the this is a really fascinating experiment where people are bringing restorative justice into the actual legal system. Um it was started uh a lot of this uh, I I understand the the people in Chicago are kind of basing this on Red Hook in New York to give some attribution. Mm-hmm. Um and yet I th- I think what's happening in Chicago is probably one of the more advanced experiments because there was one neighborhood that started five or six years ago in Lawndale to actually have a restorative court. And it was mm-hmm. very like narrow scope. It was uh relatively young offenders, like 18 to 20 to 24, something like that nonviolent crimes. Um, and, and then as I mentioned, two other courts opened, I happened to be living in the neighborhood of one of them and a couple of years ago. So I started attending these circles as just as a community member, not as like in any, you know, yeah leadership capacity and it was really beautiful and so people have to opt into this so hopefully okay. they're yeah legal people are telling them like hey this is an option and you can basically sit in the circle and one of the and we would sit in five or six circles and, and this was actually on zoom at the time because we were still kind of you know coming out of the the pandemic and whatnot um and
0: still in the pandemic
1: i know you know coming out of the lockdown i'll be more specific <laughs> the chicago <laughs> lockdown um this is why i cross I know. No, I knew. I knew I was like going to choose the wrong <laughs> word, but I'm like,
0: hey, it's your word, man. They're your words.
1: Brendan, do you remember when COVID
0: people uh, were freaking out and abandoning, ju- literally, people who were uh, believed in justice threw justice out the window uh, because of their paranoia and what the uh, the actual legal system told them what to do. Yes.
1: Do you yeah? Do you remember what COVID did to us though?
0: Uh, COVID. Uh, I don't. COVID did nothing to me. I got it and nothing happened. I got antibodies.
1: I, I know. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just having fun um, i
0: know i know buddy
1: with one of the greatest travesties of our lifetimes um, it's pretty amazing uh
0: so, so yeah, the cool thing sit, about these yeah.
1: these circles is i mean it's it was like two or three circles of just getting to know you stuff really wow, lightweight yeah, yeah. like if you were a super if you had a superpower what would it be kind of stuff sure. yeah and just sitting there and being with people and getting to know them and and then yeah. in maybe the third circle it'd be like okay let's talk about what happened and
0: Oh wait, so a circle? Uh, sorry, when you said five or six circles, I thought you meant like trials, essentially, like different trials. Circle a circle is literally just a single rotation around the circle.
1: Um, when I'm in it? this case, that's a really good. So let's say a session. Maybe that's a okay. better way to put it. Like it's a okay. ninety-minute session. I'm going to call that a circle. Gotcha. Um, okay. And there's like several sessions or 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 ninety-minute circles okay. to get to. And so the so you you sit, you get to know people. The, the the you know the i think they have a better word for it but i'll say offender um okay, yeah and and then
0: villain i think villain. Exactly. that's probably what they use in that term the that's villain. what they use yeah 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 yeah
1: welcome villain to welcome, your circle villain.
0: Um, it is? yeah it's like uh it's like the wreck-it ralph you know he's like sits with all the other villains yeah
1: so then then we talk about what they did and, yeah. and by then we've built some rapport and some trust and some community yeah. and they feel like and it, and is the person ready. they
0: did it to you there as well.
1: No, I've never been in a circle like that, and that's next level. Like okay, to me, okay, okay. I've never been in a circle like that or really held a circle like that. Um, okay,
0: because that's what i was saying. That if I was the person who was hurt, I would be like, the court system might be faster than this. And honestly, I don't want to sit in this forever. When this person, like again with theft, if someone stole, well, well, they wouldn't do theft though because theft is violent. I mean, like, and that's and
1: that's fair. Things. I mean, we, yeah, one of the yeah, things yeah. that I've had to really reconcile. And I do, and I've realized this in my own life too, like where I've been harmed is like, yeah, it costs energy Ooh, and, yeah. and maybe risks a lot of provocation emotionally to, to engage with your perpetrator. um,
0: Especially for that long, nothing to do with the whole reason you're there. Although yeah. they would say, Hey, no, the reason you're here is this, is this restoration. Although it's hard. Cause I guess, unless you knew the person, then you're like, well, I don't, I don't know if I want a relationship with a person who started their relationship, harming, like deliberately, deliberately consciously harming me.
1: And I think to me, like yeah, probably the best examples of that are, are like the truth and reconciliation in South Africa. Like yeah, somebody, the stories are like, Oh, they forgave somebody who, who murdered their child. You know, it's like, I can't personally imagine any greater sort of forgiveness than that.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's amazing.
1: You know? And then, so that's where, I mean, a lot of this the, this does come from um so then you're so you sit with this person and then what's really interesting because they had to now they the kind of rj purists yeah. actually criticize this and say oh this court stuff isn't really true restorative justice i say okay. well, like, well what's the value in that so you know like i, I don't know that, that bothers me i'm just like so so what if it isn't you know it's still like yeah. a medical <laughs> yeah. experiment
0: so what something. happens
1: is you we have we also everybody in the community circle got to know everybody or got to know the the, the perpetrator, and so what we develop is what's called a repair of harm agreement, mm-hmm. that where we say oh well here's here's some things you do some of them might look like community service which is typical you know like yeah, oh yes. go yep. clean up a forest or something, but then some of them are like oh like like one person was like you know I I think I want to study being a phlebotomist and I was like. Oh, I know a phlebotomist. I can introduce you. Or yeah, I'm really involved with mutual aid. Maybe that's a way to get involved with your community. Or yeah, yeah. So I think coming out of it, my hope, I see it in the community, the way the community courts are structured, and my hope more generally for sort of justice. And I think the reason we do focus on the perpetrators as well as the victims is that we we truly um feed people. We truly feed the people the the general argument as i mentioned earlier is that these actions emerged because of some lack of support or somebody made a bad decision and they you know don't don't sort of judge their whole life you know based on that one decision and the and the challenge i think with the punitive system is you know may, maybe some of this is addressed in some way in courts if you've got a good judge for instance if you've just got like a wise judge like oh great yeah.
0: Yeah. maybe
1: they're going to do well but the challenge in a lot of cases is is what we might refer to as the you know, like the school to prison pipeline or where there's just, there's statistical evidence that certain kids from certain areas are more likely to commit yeah. crimes and go into prison. And, and yeah, you know,
0: so. well, and in part because, well, this is the funny thing is like, this is the good and the bad of jury of peers or circle of peers is there are, because of the statistical prevalence, we have to at least assume a potential correlative cause of, you live in a community where what you're doing that other people see as harmful is completely acceptable. Like, you live in a community where your community says it's fine right. to steal. Like, it's right. fine It's fine to steal. I know people who were literally raised that way, who their parents literally said essentially anything you can steal and get away with is fine. They were like um, Russian Jews, and they were like black market in Russia. is like anything you can get away with, you just, you do. And like anything you don't, like, I figure that out later, right? So, she was raised, like, I'd, n- I'd never met anyone whose parents literally told them that, like, if you can steal, steal. Like, if you can take stuff, get away. Like, and but I know there are communities like that. And then, you know, that there are communities where, like, if you, the strong survive, you, like, you can rob. If you rob someone, it's just like, well, shouldn't have gone to that neighborhood. You're like, what? You're like, well, essentially, because that neighborhood believes in robbing. They believe robbing is fine. They believe murder is fine. Like, if you don't like someone and that person mouths off to you, if you asked 12 of their peers, 11 of them would be like, well, yeah, beat the shit out of that person what do you mean? Like, that's of course what you do. So this is the fascinating thing about trying to figure out the concentric circles in a community to figure out how to, but again, this is, again, it gets colonial real quick. Um, but again, I'm not, I'm not opposed to colonialism, but like, we have to figure out what cultures, what communities are maladaptive to the broader communities around them.
1: Oh, that's is, well said. I
0: Which, I, fac- I think, which is fascinating, right? Like, I,
1: something I, as benign as littering. Like,
0: Oh, it's not if benign. you grew up
1: watching your parents throw McDonald's bags out the window, yeah, you're not going to think twice about it.
0: You would have no idea. But yeah, to yeah. me,
1: I see that in the car in front of me. Oh, I get, I wanna, I get That's I get my my road rage trigger. You know, like it
0: what? is. It's one of the. To me, I was like, it's one of the worst because it's like it's just the. It's one of the laziest. And it's like benefit. It's literally just everybody else. The rest of the world is my trash can. I'm like, yeah. okay, I see. And listen, listen, people were raised that way. No, that's that's not again and then this is the constant thing is like well i mean i don't think that's an excuse the same way i don't think mental illness like pleading insanity like up to the level of insanity i guess i don't think mental illness is an excuse or but but, like there's no such thing as an excuse you're as culpable as any as literally someone who's an ethics professor and knew all the information but that's my vibe and that's where i was like i think i wonder how i would deal with the restorative justice circle i think i would like it generally because i love again i like creating relationship, creating community. And actually, again, I don't think it's very different from the, the, the justice system as we have. I think it's sequentially, it might be sequentially different, like it's a reordering, because I, I think the essential intention of our justice system is that sort of restorative stuff happens in prison, uh, and that, of course, it barely does. And then that stuff happens after prison. Like post, think- you get in the halfway home, and that's when you start to basically once you've made restitution, it's kind of again, it's I think it's probably closer, it's more akin to the biblical model, is you have to make restitution first. Once you've made restitution, like pure as pure restitution as we can wrangle, then then let's begin the re the rehabilitation thing, and it's the same thing in the church or whatever that you have to be anathema. Until you come, all you have to, in, in the Christian form, you don't even have to make a restitution. You just literally have to apologize. <laughs> you literally have to confess your fault and apologize. That's it. We're, as a Christian, we're supposed to be radically forgiving, like Allah, Rwanda, or whatever. So if someone kills my family and they genuinely, if they apologize, if they confess their crime, confess their crime and apologize, then literally it's incumbent upon me to, to, to forgive. And then from there though, then you have to set about the, the system of restoration because it's as much as you can say that living that out is really difficult so i think that's what the restorative justice format would be i almost feel like there would be a great post it's like a po- post punitive uh process you know although if you had community service because community service is obviously a punishment is punitive so then i don't know if you can do that in it but i was like i think it's well, and, and nothing that, else go ahead
1: again like part of what we were doing was learning what they really loved
0: yeah and then trying a, to yeah. kind of
1: a random rather than randomly being like oh here here's the list of stuff the state has for community service volunteer yes. slots you know so yep. it's i hear what you're saying and it's there's a maybe that's a it's a subtle gesture here to gesture to um to kind of align these activities and not, not, like, actually have it be generative for them. Actually have it be related to something what they want to do in the world or, or part of the community yeah. they care about or, or a hobby a, they love.
0: Yeah, and this is where people think people get don't like it. Because you're like, there's people who fall, and I sometimes do this with my kids and I realize it's, it's I, I overemphasize it. But it's the Pavlov, it's the Pavlov's dog thing where you're like, okay, well then you're, or negative attention, right, with children. If they throw a tantrum and you come over and give them hugs and loves and kisses, then they're like, sweet, I throw a tantrum. I get hugs, loves, and kisses. I commit a crime. I get to go do stuff that I've always, I get to fulfill my dreams. I get to go do what I want. So then there's that like weird balance where you're like, well, do you want to be, and and the answer is not purely no, you don't want to not benefit. I do want to ultimately benefit every villain on the planet. Like I want them to be, that's my goal for everybody. That's my goal for, to take it back to MAGA. That's my goal for Donald Trump right? For the the people that people hate the most, like odious people to like, apologize, change, pursue something different. That's like, that's all of our goals. That's what I love about it. But at the same time, I was like, ooh, as if you ever were victimized, like, it'd be very hard to go into this sort of process. Because you're like, wait a second, you're gonna, the person who just did this bad thing to me, like, as soon as even the theft, theft is good enough. Like, there's no, I don't care how, star, this is me personally. I don't care how starving you are. I don't care if you come from a family of thieves. I don't care if you were literally going to die unless you're going to take something. I was like, it doesn't change the fact that you stole from that person and you owe that person everything you took from them, including what the, you just owe them that. And that's it. That's all I'm saying. You've got to work for, you got to figure out a way to work for your bread that you stole. Give the bread back. And I'm, I'm not going to chop your hand off. But it's not like you're culp you're not culpable because you quote unquote don't understand. I was like, that's not how laws work. You can't you can't relativize them to that degree, Um, right? Because that's another form. Well, I guess that's another form of inequity. We are like, "Mm, oh well, this person gets a different. This person gets benefit of the doubt. This person, this person's real smart. They they should have known better, you know. And you do that with children, right? i feel running. like i learned
1: that in school like that was one of the first things we, they taught us in civics was like ignorance yeah. that won't get you off the hook like no, you're it's your it can't,
0: well because it can't functionally for a community to function right because we a we a not everybody has to think about it you know not everyone has the time is <laughs> part of it which is really sad but that's just true and that's why i think one of the reasons our legal system sucks there's so much crime that you're just like and no one has the time or a lot of people don't even care you just get beat you know what i mean that sort of thing
1: well one um, of the examples they mentioned was in germany and yeah. They were saying, I think it was like a boy who killed his grandparents. Yeah. You know, and here, and I, I would have to look up the reference and to do a fact right. check, but let's assume it's true. Sure. Um, here, you probably get a life sentence. Yeah. There, he got a five-year sentence, mm. and the the guards have training in psychology. Yeah. Right? So I think it, it, it connects a little more to what you're saying and, and this idea in my experience with this repair of harm agreement, it's like mm-hmm. that even more than sitting in circle with people, which probably feels like the kind of soft, like what the hell part to some people sure. is, is the tangible, like this is how we're rehabilitating somebody to, to function differently in our society. And that's, that's the hope and dream I think of restorative justice. and Yeah. yeah. That, that that we can systematize that and, and be with that. And be with those folks and help them heal, so that it actually reduces, you know, crime at large
0: recurrence. Yeah, and I would hope most people would at least agree with that. Is like this would be helpful to incorporate. I think people would argue vehemently about where in sequence to incorporate it. I Mm -hmm. guess because then it's like, or and people would, if there's any recidivism, people would be very quick to abandon it. Like, let's say that kid killed after killing his parents, he came out of prison and killed someone else. You'd be like, we did the wrong thing. We literally, you know what I mean? He should have, but our system is so corporatized and brutal that you're just like, I I know it's very difficult for people to even like get into classes or whatever, you know what I mean? Or to get permission to get out of their thing, to go to the, like just to learn how to woodwork or whatever. So then like our system has gone so far in that direction of being like, no, it's very hard to get people to care about anything, but kind of making money off of the process that you're like, we need, we need to install. Um, we need to install something here. I get. Oh, and then the other thing that people think people would protest is there. This is useful sometimes. There are plenty of people. I would not even say everyone has the tendency, but people have the dom- It's dominant and and uh, regressive, depending on people's instincts. Uh, that some people do things just because they're fun and they're never going to stop doing them. Like it is super fun and it feels great to take from people. It feels great to murder people. It feels good to rape people. It feels good to commit genocide. It feels good. Like these are just pleasurable oh. actions, in which case it's it would be a false apprehension that you can simply like go, oh, okay, well, if you give you a different options, you're like, you'll choose this crappier option, you know? But it's oh, almost yeah. like, it's like sobriety thinking, right? You're like, well, I like it the most when I drink. I really do. No, It's I, like, I, it's so, destroying my world, but I love it the most. <laughs>
1: good friend of mine who has been in justice work longer than I have. And in fact, she works a lot in prisons in Washington state for at least 10 years. Yeah. You know, I have on this show and generally refer to myself as an abolitionist when it comes to prisons. And yet I have to really respect my friend who says, you know what, after really being in the prisons, um, I'm going to say 20% of the people really do do need to be separated from the rest of society yeah yeah
0: yeah there's people we can't and i think we all have it i mean i i don't think i am absent from that In there's something within me that has that same i think we all have it we all have the same uh compulsion yeah. compulsion to like devil i don't care i don't care about anybody else and we all hopefully we do it in ways that are and this is the weird thing. It's sort of sad in a way. This is where, where we like, it's socialized out of us. But in some ways it's also good because if we don't socialize it out of us, then we do become all like malignant narcissists. <laughs> it's
1: like, what's what's that movie where like once a year? Yeah, like, The Purge. Yeah, you could just do the whatever. Purge.
0: That's that's what people are afraid of, I think with restorative justice. But again, I think a lot of that might is isn't restorative justice anyway. I think a lot of that is actually mis- restorative justice misapplied. And I think what I love, I just want to big ups, whatever they're doing the community courts. I think doing it in a gradual ground up sense is a great way to experiment with it. And I'm hoping, even though I don't know if it can, if it's like even intended to be, or even would be a replacement system, but a coordinate with the coordinate elements of it, I think there's, I think it's unassailable that there's, a, there's something beautiful in the attempt happening here.
1: Well, just so remember if you I'm don't like it. like it, pick a different acronym.
0: Yeah. If you don't like, don't like it, like it. wait nine months and it'll be called something else. Um, okay. So I'm th- at least I'm, I'm thumbs up. I was like, it's. Uh, I mean, in and of itself, it certainly can't. It's justice, and that it certainly can be.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm a big thumbs up, and I yeah. think I hear your thumbs up. The only condition of that is like, yeah, sounds good. I'm not sure it's entirely new.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's it sounds pretty similar. It sounds pretty similar, but like just a different focus or a, a refocusing on some areas that I think could use some refocusing on, you know. Um,
1: Which, to the extent guess, it's yeah. like hopefully hearkening back to some indigenous practices it's absolutely not new <laughs> yeah
0: actually, it isn't at all yeah. I and mean, again it's like it's su- again it's super similar to um yeah i would say i would say practices of i mean all people are indigenous somewhere it's 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 uh it's it's in i think it's indigenous to the human uh experience of how do we especially in community right we're just so far from community now is a huge big part of uh, maybe even a, a massive part of the problem um So I'm thank you Andy for being in community with me.
1: Thank you for being in community with me. I love you.
0: I love you. Bye. Bye.